Hey there, Daniel. Hoping today finds you well wherever you are. Indeed, Daniel. It's a fine Thursday, and whatever the day brings, we're here to make sure you're up to speed with the latest news. So let's dive into what's happening around the world. First up, we've got a major story out of China. Documents have leaked from iSoon, a private security contractor linked to various parts of the Chinese government, including the Ministry of Public Security and possibly even the military. These documents are shedding light on hacking activities aimed at ethnic minorities and dissidents in places like Hong Kong and Xinjiang. It seems iSoon's tools have been used for far-reaching surveillance and espionage efforts. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to The Daily Insight from PocketPod News. Moving on to our second story, there's a growing call for regulation in the realm of artificial intelligence. AI experts and industry executives are sounding alarms over deepfakes, those eerily convincing fake videos or audio recordings made using AI technology. Yoshua Bengio, among others, has signed an open letter urging for more safeguards against deepfake misuse. The letter suggests criminalizing deepfake child pornography and imposing penalties for harmful deepfakes creation or distribution. With over 400 signatories, it's clear there's considerable concern over AI's societal impacts. And lastly, Google is making waves with its introduction of Gemma, a new family of lightweight, open-weight models designed for both commercial and research applications. Following hot on the heels of its Gemini models, Gemma aims to compete in the rapidly evolving field by offering developers access to various integrations and tools for creating safer AI apps. This move by Google could change how developers engage with AI technologies across the board. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. A massive leak from a company called iSoon has sent shockwaves through the cybersecurity world. That's right. The leaked documents have exposed iSoon's extensive involvement in hacking activities and espionage, particularly targeting ethnic minorities, dissidents, and even foreign governments. To help us unpack this story and its implications, we're joined by PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Rose, these documents offer a rare glimpse into the tools and tactics used for digital surveillance by China. What can you tell us about the scale and significance of this leak? Indeed, Jonathan, the leak from iSoon is nothing short of monumental. It's a substantial online disclosure that has pulled back the curtain on China's digital espionage and surveillance activities. This leak is particularly significant because it reveals not just the extent, but also the sophistication of China's efforts to monitor and influence both its citizens and foreign entities. The documents came to light late last week and have since sent shockwaves through the cybersecurity community. Can you dive a bit deeper into who exactly was targeted by these surveillance efforts? Absolutely. The documents highlight that iSoon's technologies were primarily used to surveil ethnic minorities within China, notably in regions like Hong Kong and Xinjiang, as well as Chinese dissidents living overseas. But it didn't stop there. Foreign governments were also in their crosshairs. This approach underscores an intent to control anti-government sentiment rigorously and keep tabs on social media platforms, even beyond China's borders. Following such a significant breach, how is iSoon responding? In response to this embarrassing exposure, both iSoon and Chinese police have initiated an investigation to determine how such sensitive files could have been leaked. 
Interestingly, an internal meeting at iSoon suggested business operations would proceed as normal despite this setback. It appears they're trying to downplay the incident publicly while likely scrambling behind the scenes. What has been the global reaction to this leak? Analysts are calling this one of the most consequential leaks concerning a company tied closely with Chinese security services' cyber espionage activities. The implications are far-reaching, targeting not just individuals but also governments, telecommunication firms abroad and even online gambling companies within China itself. Cybersecurity experts have begun piecing together connections between iSoon and known hacking groups like Fishmonger, sparking speculation about potential culprits behind the leak, which could range from rival intelligence services to disgruntled employees within iSoon. And what about the tools used for hacking and surveillance detailed in these documents? The leaked documents unveil a treasure trove of digital espionage tools, including methods for unmasking social media users outside China, breaking into email accounts, concealing online activities of overseas agents and devices designed to compromise Wi-Fi networks. These tools showcase a highly sophisticated approach towards gathering intelligence across various regions, including Central and Southeast Asia, among others. Lastly, Rose, what are the broader international implications of this leak? This episode shines a spotlight on China's extensive cyber espionage capabilities aimed at stifling dissent domestically while pushing pro-Beijing narratives globally. Although there's no evidence in this leak of successful hacks against NATO countries specifically, it underscores persistent efforts by state-backed Chinese hackers against global targets, including several countries' governments such as India and Indonesia, as well as entities related to Taiwan's health ministry. This incident elevates privacy concerns on an international scale and signals ongoing challenges in global digital security dynamics. That was PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Artificial intelligence is shaping our world in ways we're just beginning to understand. And with that power comes significant risks. Deepfake technology, which uses AI to create realistic-looking fake videos and images, is at the forefront of these concerns. A group of AI experts and industry executives, including notable figures like Yoshua Bengio, have come together to sound the alarm. They've released an open letter calling for stricter regulation on deepfakes. They're highlighting the dangers associated with deepfakes, such as sexual imagery, fraud, political disinformation, and more. It's a call for measures to mitigate these risks before they cause irreversible harm. To delve deeper into this topic and explore the implications of regulating deepfakes, we're joined by PocketPod News technology correspondent Brandon Zwick. Brandon, this letter isn't just a warning. It includes specific recommendations for regulation. Can you break those down for us? Absolutely, Jonathan. The open letter, spearheaded by AI researcher Andrew Critch and backed by luminaries like Yoshua Bengio, proposes several targeted measures for regulating deepfakes. At its core, the letter advocates for criminalizing the creation and distribution of deepfake child pornography, a particularly egregious misuse of AI technology. Beyond this, it calls for broader penalties against anyone creating or spreading deepfakes intended to deceive or cause harm, whether that's through financial fraud, political misinformation, or personal defamation. The thrust of these recommendations is to establish a legal framework that not only deters the misuse of deepfakes, but also holds individuals and entities accountable when they cross the line. That's quite comprehensive. Now, considering the impressive list of over 400 signatories from various sectors, 
What does this signal about the level of concern across industries? It signals a remarkable consensus on the urgent need for regulation. Having figures like Steven Pinker from Harvard University and former leaders like Estonia's presidents alongside tech giants from Google DeepMind and OpenAI underscores a unified concern that transcends academic, political, and industrial lines. This broad coalition highlights a shared recognition that while AI presents vast opportunities for innovation and progress, its potential for misuse poses significant societal risks that require immediate action. And speaking of societal risks, deepfakes aren't new. What makes this call for regulation particularly pressing now? You're right. Deepfakes have been on our radar for a while. However, what makes this moment particularly critical is the convergence of two factors, technological advancement and public awareness. With AI systems becoming increasingly sophisticated, making deep fakes more realistic and harder to detect, the potential for harm grows exponentially. Additionally, as these technologies become more accessible to the general public, the scale at which misinformation can be spread is unprecedented. This combination has elevated concerns about AI's societal impact to new heights. Previous warnings from tech leaders like Elon Musk have also been quite vocal about AI risks in general, not just deepfakes. How does this letter fit into the broader conversation about artificial intelligence's impact on society? This initiative fits into an ongoing dialogue about balancing innovation with ethical considerations in AI development, a dialogue significantly amplified by advances in models like OpenAI's GPT-4. While Elon Musk's call for a pause in developing advanced AI highlighted concerns around potentially existential risks, this letter focuses specifically on actionable legal measures to mitigate immediate threats posed by one aspect of AI, deep fake technology. It reflects a growing realization within the tech community that while we cannot halt progress, we must implement safeguards to prevent its misuse. With these kinds of movements gaining traction, what impact do you think they'll realistically have on legislation around AI? Ideally, such concerted calls from across sectors will catalyze lawmakers around the world to take meaningful action, creating laws that are agile enough to adapt with evolving technology while robust enough to deter misuse effectively. History shows us that change often starts with awareness and dialogue. Initiatives like this can lay down a blueprint for policymakers to follow suit. That was PocketPod News Technology Correspondent Brandon Zwick. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. It was my pleasure discussing this critical issue with you. Tech giant Google is once again pushing the boundaries of artificial intelligence. That's right. They've just unveiled a new series of AI models named Gemma, following their earlier Gemini models. These include Gemma 2B and Gemma 7B, designed for both commercial and research purposes. And while these models are labeled as open, they're not entirely open source. It's an interesting move that sparked some debate about access and customization in the AI community. Exactly. And to help us unpack all of this, including how these models work and what this means for the future of AI development, we're joined by PocketPod News Technology Correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's dive right into the heart of this exciting development from Google. The introduction of the Gemma models, specifically the Gemma 2B and Gemma 7B, marks a significant stride in Google's AI journey. These models build on the foundation laid by their predecessors, the Gemini models, but they bring something new to the table with their lightweight and dense decoder-only architecture. This design makes them particularly suited for both commercial applications and research purposes. 
Interesting, Katie. Could you elaborate on what makes these models stand out in terms of their architecture? Absolutely, Steve. The dense decoder-only architecture employed by the Gemma models is noteworthy because it simplifies the model structure without compromising performance. This approach is consistent with Google's previous models like Gemini and Palm, indicating a refinement of strategies that Google believes are most promising. The performance of these models will be benchmarked and shared publicly on Hugging Face's leaderboard, which is something to look out for. I see. Now, there seems to be some confusion around the terms open models versus open source. Could you clarify that for us? Sure thing. While Google describes the Gemma models as open, it's crucial to understand that this doesn't mean they are open source. Instead, open models refers to Google allowing developers and researchers to customize and fine-tune these models according to their specific needs, while still retaining some control over its intellectual property through varying terms of use. It's a nuanced move that strikes a balance between fostering innovation in AI development among the broader community and maintaining proprietary rights. That makes sense. And how can developers start working with these Gemma models? Developers have several avenues to access and integrate with Gemma, including ready-to-use Colab and Kaggle notebooks, which are highly accessible for experimentation and prototyping. Furthermore, there are integrations available with platforms like Hugging Face, MaxText, and NVIDIA's Nemo Toolkits, which broadens the scope for application development across various fields. With all these developments, I'm curious about how Google is addressing responsible AI development. That's a pertinent question, Steve. Alongside launching the Gemma series, Google has introduced tools aimed at promoting safer AI applications development. This includes a responsible generative AI toolkit as well as debugging tools designed specifically for developers working in this space. It underscores Google's commitment not just towards advancing AI technology, but also ensuring its ethical deployment. Thanks for breaking all that down for us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was PocketPod News Technology Correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for joining us today. And that's The Daily Insight for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Daniel. We hope you have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod app.